This is the Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1,127, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What it do? And from LA, you know him from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. What's up? Uh, do not be afraid, female listeners. Emily is joining us for Relevant Buzz in the next segment, so, you know, just have to endure the all, all the guys for just one segment. Sorry. Hey, uh, this is our last show before uh, before Festivus uh, tomorrow. <laughs> December twenty third is Festivus. So got a lot of grievances, everybody. I got some yeah, things I need to air out on this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's begin. Um, it's going to be a three hour episode, and it's been one of those years. So buckle up. <laughs> it has been one of those years. Earmuffs, yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have we have a show. We have a show. We figured it's Christmas weekend. Uh, you know, it's a pretty important holiday to our faith, you yeah. know? So we thought, we're going <laughs> to go big or we're going home. <laughs> we're go- Yeah, it's the one. It's the one. So who better? George Clooney is joining us for today's show. We have George Clooney and the cast of The Boys in the Boat, which is his new movie that he directed. It's coming out on Christmas Day. So to celebrate Christmas properly, he wanted to join us here on The Relevant Podcast. So I, I have a, I've got a Christmas take that I'm, I, I want to I toss your guys' way. I saw out on uh, social media, I can't remember what platform, but I saw people griping about a, a Christmas pageant at, a, at like a mega church in, in Texas. I don't, oh, yeah. I didn't, I yeah. didn't do the deep dive Texas on Texas mega church, yeah they, yeah, they go wild. But I mean, like there was, it looked like trapeze type of stuff. It was- it, it was lit. It, it, you know, there Cir- was- It was Cirque Day, Cirque Day, so Christmas. <laughs> Now, it was it was wild. It was like that Thanksgiving, you know, twenty years ago that people look back on now when Creed was playing, and for some reason they had those like super buff dudes on like doing like the ribbon dances on the field, and yeah. like, there was a lot of backflips yeah. going. Take you me know? higher. And it, it looked like the, it looked like the toes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm and it was just like <laughs> it was like the year after 9-11, and it was like we're back, baby. We yeah. are like America can't hold us down. Nothing. Nothing will divide this nation. Nothing. <laughs> and it was nothing. It was muscle men dangling from ribbons, doing flips while Scott Sapp is just singing his hearts out, wearing, I don't know if you guys know this, the Cowboys jersey he was wearing was a Scott Stapp jersey. <laughs> so he was wearing his own jersey? He was wearing it. He wasn't wearing like a Romo jersey or yeah, Jess Bryant or whatever. He was, wearing, he was straight up wearing a Scott Stapp Cowboys jersey. Absolutely. Okay? Because, As he was, should be. And it was As tucked into be. jeans, and his hair was flowing, and there was muscle men doing ribbon flips, and it was. Oh, you said it, it was tucked into his jeans. It was tucked into tucked the in. jeans. And if it, you and have was, a Stap jersey, you yeah. got to tuck that boy in. That's, yeah. that's, and look, that's and look, it was sold out Dallas Cowboys Stadium, like the the heart of Texas, and all of America is 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 eating turkey and just celebrating like this is. This is where we are. I felt like the pageant, and I only saw a couple of clips, but I felt like this is the Christmas pageant equivalent of yeah. Scott Stapp on Thanksgiving Day. And I saw a lot of people, you know, didn't didn't like it, you know, for, for a variety of reasons. And I get Christmas is about, you know, the humble uh, uh, arriving of the, the, the savior of humanity, born in a major, you know, you know, not much fanfare happening. Um, you know, parents on the run, all this stuff, and and they say it goes against spirit of Christmas. I don't really care either way. Do you guys have a take on whether I, I churches should do these big elaborate deals? Well, I have a take on the uh, Creed in uh, Cowboys game. My my take is you know how like uh, you know how like uh, okay, so you know how like when Michael Jackson performed at the Super Bowl, how big of a cultural impact that was to like African American to mm-hmm. urban right. music. This was the white people version of that. You have people pointing their toes. You have muscle men. Finally, we've made it. You have, you have like, it, it was so patriotic. It was not patriotic, but it was patriotic um, because they had, you know, these guys with the trapeze, the muscle, you know, you see, we've all seen the video of Scott yeah. Staff performing and he's doing all these things and he's like really into that performance too. He's like, you know, his yeah, arms, yes. he's doing the, like, cause he's not with anybody. He doesn't have any 
anybody else to like rely on. So he can just do this as much as he yeah, can he's do. He's not playing guitar. He's just, it's just him and a microphone. It's like a bowler, yeah. you know, like a bowler when they get a strike and he can <laughs> oh, just he's by doing himself. The, the fist pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you watch it, pump. he's just doing this a lot. And so I just, I, I think that that's. <laughs> I need to see this clip. I've never seen it. It's one of my it. favorite videos. It really is. It's really amazing. Oh, yeah. The church yeah. thing, though, the, it, it was, it, it just, it was so interesting to see how it revealed how people feel about the church because like there's so many people who like got jaded and left the church, whatever. And they were posting it going, see churches shouldn't even be nonprofit. And like they used it as, you know, fueled their anger. And then there was people going, this is hilarious. And then there's people going, why is Santa up there? You know, like there was, there was so many people that were confused like about it. And then there's people who like loved it. It was just so insanely over the top. Um, I don't get it, but that's why I don't go to that church. So it's fine. Each his own. I go to one every year and this is like, just like that. I go to one, my parents buy tickets for it. You gotta buy tickets. And so it's a Fort Lauderdale. It's, um, it's like they've won uh Tony awards, such a big performance. And this oh, person, wow. yeah, this what's person the category best church pageant? Like what's best, the Tony category? Best live performance. They have like famous people. Like they had, they have no like, way. they have straight up. It's first Baptist Fort Lauderdale. Uh, uh, this is the story. Actually, a guy had gone to the church for years and he was super wealthy. And he said, or actually it was a woman when she passed away, she said, I want to give all my money to the pageant because I feel like it's such a beautiful outreach. And so she gave all that's, the money to the church as long wild. as they use it for the pageant, even though they do charge like $60 a, a ticket, but they have like, it's random, right? So like last year, 60 bucks. yeah, 60 bucks. Well, my what? dad wants to get first, my dad wants to do first class reservations. So he's in the very front, but last year they had wait, true story. La, like last year they had King of country for King and country and Wayne Newton. Uh, one year they had like Dolly Parton <laughs> and they had like real actors. It's a whole situation. Oh I love it. I'm not, in sh- I'm not ashamed of it. I love the camels in the middle of it. They give hot chocolate. You know, the money goes back into <laughs> the community. It's one of those situations, but it is 60 bucks and um, it's a really That's awesome. It. I love well, it. Someone, someone's got to pay Wayne Newton. You know, someone's got to pay for King of Country Wayne Newton to do a Vegas show in Fort Lauderdale. Now, now, I'll say this. I again, I don't really have an opinion. I just don't really care. There's too many things to care about other than like a church's right. pageant budget. Right. But right. I will say I get uncomfortable at living nativities. I don't know about you guys, but there's a church in the front of my neighborhood and, and they do it. The main re- and, and, and it's like so it's a manger scene, right? And there's yeah. people who are dressed up as if they are yeah. uh, you know, Mary and the wise men, the whole nativity crew. But they always bring in, but who cares, right? Like no one's no one's pulling over the car for that. But this is right on the main road. But people pull They're over outside. The, yeah, it's outside in on Virginia the, in the winter. That's right. They're all bundled up. There's usually a fire going, but usually the crowd pleasers they bring in a couple like camels and stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen a camel up close. That is a massive massive. animal. And like I I don't like being around large animals. I just don't like. I I don't like around large dogs like have you ever been in the ocean and a dolphin swims up like there's tons of dolphins in virginia beach all the time dude they're all fun and games you get one you get a 400 pound animal wild animal in their territory i'm wait like every time i'm at a living nativity which is about once a year i'm always <laughs> thinking dude if that if that camel goes crazy right now like we are in the trouble dead. no one's stopping it no one's like if that camel just decides today's the day I, and i'm gonna I, rampage Jesse, yeah. help, help me out because I've never in my life seen a living nativity ever. Okay. So, how long are they outside? Like hours. All like evening. All night. Yeah, you sign up for the whole shift. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, if I'm being honest with all you. So, night. wait a minute. There's a, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, let's run it. Let's do <laughs> it. Some clarity. Let's get some clarity going for Derek. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, this is exclusively white. Like, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, they're Arab, but yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Just about, about Jesus is Arab? The characters. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know, but I'm saying the real living nativity is, is, is exclusively white. This like is Virginia. That, that, this that is not, is not happening anywhere other than white neighborhoods. So let me, so I need to be educated. Yeah. So um, people are taking shifts all day. That's right. So there's people 
that are 24 7 around the clock. Usually it's in the evening. Usually it's in the evening. To it's be evening. Jesus. I would it's say like a four or five hour window. It's like a five yeah, hour window. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's kind of like, you know, uh, five to 11. You know, like we're doing it this evening while everybody's out looking at Christmas lights. They'll stop and, by the church and, and, and remember. And so if you sign up for, Christmas. if you're wise man duty, you know, you're, you're, you're on, man. Like you're, you're kind of milling around and that's the thing. They don't really talk. They just kind of mill around. Yeah, they just, they're standing. There. <laughs> yeah, they like, stand I don't get the there. point. This is crazy. They don't He's act or anything. I don't get the point. There's no speaking parts. There's no peace. I feel part. like it's it's not a white thing. It's more of a liturgical no, church it, thing. I think of like right, you know, why, Lutheran churches. It, but the weird thing is, no, I'm just saying, like it's not just it's not like it's not like mega churches in the suburbs necessarily. It's when I think of the churches that are doing it, it's the older churches, the, that, the old people so, churches. So, like so the, the, yeah, the, the Lutheran church, the that kind yeah, of church. The, the church that, that does that in my neighborhood people. is like a Presbyte, old yeah. Presbyterian, like it's probably a hundred fifty year old Presbyterian church. I wasn't saying that the church isn't white. I'm saying it's not all white churches. It's like a sliver of white churches that do this. You oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saying yeah, yeah. it's not all, it's not Southern no. Baptist like my church doing this. Yeah. My church didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Saying it's, it's like usually like old, liturgical old, churches. Old. Like it, yeah. Old it, churches. Like, you're talking about like, the, yeah, like the, the Quakers founded yeah. these churches. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, like the yeah. church, yeah. the church that does in my neighborhood is, is well over 100 years old, but this is like their jam. But the awkward thing is like... <laughs> There's like the folks doing the living nativity. And then there's like the dude who they rented the camel from who's like washing yeah. his clock. And it's like he's yeah. got he's got like a he's got like a camel trailer backed in <laughs> to right by the manger. Right. And it's just yeah. this it's just some weird guy who it's like, well, I don't know where that guy got the camel. And I'll be honest, he doesn't look that reputable. He doesn't yeah. look like it doesn't look like this is a full time gig. Yeah, it looks, he like, looks like he works for carnivals <laughs> on the side as well. So that's a type of person we're dealing with yeah looks like they subbed out the camel guy and and he's watching the clock and he looks like all right as soon as we're wrapping the camel's out of here and, yeah, I, gotta and put, a, put, a I gotta load this that. thing yeah and he, i know i think he had i think he's doing that anyway in the back of the trailer the camel trailer yeah he's like leaning oh, just because he's not going anywhere the whole night if that camel does go crazy he's the i'm assuming he's the one who has to wrangle it <laughs> but but the thing is like you have the living nativity thing but the reality is you got one random camel dude Dude, just yeah. just milling around, hoping nothing goes bad, and and he's just eyeing the clock. He didn't have any, you but know. he didn't just bring the camel. He brought the camel. He brought the sheep. He brought the cow. Like he brought all of them. He's got a big old trailer. Back well, there. I feel like uh, here's the thing. Here's what I've observed. Most of the common barnyard animals come from a local farm or something. Oh wow! The camel guy seems oh, okay. off book. The camel <laughs> yeah. guy, like I don't even know where. where like, where's that? What's that guy doing all year long with that camel? Because that, it that, seems like yeah. a once a year rental. You know what I mean? Next He's got to feed gonna... that camel for 11 and a half months, you know? like Exactly. Where's that camel living? In Virginia, though. Like, too. That's a, like, I, I think Christmas is very special because it employs a lot of people. People yeah. who never, who are unemployable are getting employed, making their bank for the whole year in December. Just it like raises, Cam said. Like the Christmas it, tree guy, the camel rental he's guy. He's killing it. Like, yeah. It raises a great like if question. if you have like a questionable past, this is really your month to cash in. It's you're your gonna time. Get, you're going to get gigs here. But, but it raises a fantastic question. If you're in the camel rental business, <laughs> you know, like... Other than living nativity season, when right. are you? When, when is market? there any demand for your product? Which is a it's live not like camel. kid birthday party. We're gonna do camel rides. I mean, it's like there's no demand yeah. for the oh, camel. I, yeah, I remember all early those, December. Those because people if they if they want rides at a party, it's pony, right? They're pony yeah. rides. Okay, <laughs> right. no one's rowing. No eight year olds bringing a camel in. I'm I really saying, can't it's a even narrow think of window. something that a camel would do eleven months out of the year. I just cannot. And that's what why is there it always feels like. It feels like it's off book. Like if I went, if I Google right now, camel rental my area, I don't think anything comes up. I think you gotta know a guy. I think yeah. you, you know what I mean? It's you like the church has been written from the same guy and yeah. you still don't really ask questions, cash only type of situation. You tell them where to back up the trailer Absolutely. and just have a right. contingency in case it goes crazy this year. He's got he's got like one of those like tranquilizer darts in case the camel gets a little. That's he's all got, shady. He got, he's yeah, got that's it. aimed up on. That was all the, the training animal. he got. Yeah, that's all he got. Yeah. He got and he got the, the Yo, gun. He I, got illegally. I, I love this podcast. I I wouldn't have known half of the things in the world exist had I not been with you guys every week. Like <laughs> this is the best. 
Like I can't and, think of like dude, wow. you can I'm sure in Nashville there's some old oh, person gosh. church that I'm has sure. a living nativity. You Google it. You Google it. Just go see I'm it. Expose your kids to it. This week. Yeah. yeah. If, if I had to rank cities in the United States that are most likely to have the density of living nativities with live camels, Nashville is top five. Like I'm no Googling question. it right now. Yeah. I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> And then I also love the Christmas carolers, by the way. They've been coming out a lot recently. And here in California, yeah. like real life, I've never Ooh. seen them in my life, real life Christmas carolers. I and do not enjoy it at all. Outfits. <laughs> they dress in old timey. Yeah, they dress like Puritans. <laughs> they dress like Puritans. I love it. Yeah. Oh, they do. They wear the costumes. Woodmont Christian Church. There you go. They Woodmont have a living nativity. Ain't not one person that looked like Jesus on this nativity either. Well, it's a baby. Derek, is there live animals? I'm looking to see right now. I don't see any They spent their animals. budget on live animals. That's that's the thing. They spent all their budget on hay for the manger. They couldn't afford yeah. the actual camel. All right. Well, let's move the show along. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Emily joins us for Relevant Buzz. Come on and You're listening to Langhorn Slim. The song is Deck the Halls. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. There we go. Oh, sorry, y'all. Full-size stable, living camels, sheep and donkeys, as well as shepherds, Mary, Joseph, and the Messiah child lying in the manger. Wow. Are you going to see I, it? Are you going to yeah, go? Derek, you got to go. Levin Presbyterian Church. That's where it's Presbyterian, at. See? Presbyterian. Yep, yep, right. those, what did you call the it? Money. Quaker? Who said Quaker? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you need to go and you need to talk to the There's camera. knowledge of white churches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it starts with Quakers. <laughs> it's either a mega church or Quakers. That's his you range. Said right old. There. I was like, I mean, it don't get I meant old people. Right? I meant old people. To go that. to it. You know, it's all white haired people. Like, <laughs> not an old denomination, like ancient. <laughs> Derek, can you go and, and just record on your cell phone a brief yeah. interview with the camel guy and just find out what the story is? I swear to God, I'll give you $50 if you can do that. You just be like, bro, don't, hey, don't play with me, bro. $50 is $50, bro. I'll go out, I'll go out there today. This week, this week on the Relevant Podcast, George Clooney, as well as the camel rental guy from the Woodward Baptist Church living nativity scene. He's not allowed within 500 feet of his school. We're working with that type of person. So that's why I would have to, you know, we need to like Derek to do our man, our man on the ground. Question number one, where'd you steal this camel? <laughs> Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. Emily, oh. Emily Brown, everybody. Hi. Uh, Emily is here to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Uh, it's time for... All right, what's happening, Emily? Well, it's been a big couple of months for celebrities and faith uh, with people like Kat Von D, Julie Tinmuvez, and Daddy Yankee all speaking out about their faith. Um, and the latest addition to that is mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, the 70-year-old retired WWE wrestler. We know who Hulk Hogan is. Just in case we're American. In case you don't know, um, you gotta you gotta clarify. Wait, Hulk Hogan got saved? What I didn't know. Brother. brother in Christ. Brother in Christ, yeah. Er- That's what he meant the whole time. Let me tell you something, brother. He meant brother in Christ yeah, the whole time. That's crazy. The whole time. Uh That's well, funny. earlier this week he posted a video of his baptism on Instagram. And a few weeks before that, he posted on Twitter um his decision to dedicate his life to Christ. And I actually do want to read what he wrote because I genuinely love it, but it is like the most WWE way to kind of announce your salvation and it's great. Yes. Uh, Wait, 
Hold on. Is there like thumping music, like building up, like dun, 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 like, and then like he comes storming out and announces his faith? Um, no, this is just a tweet, but. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a tweet. Got it. Okay. But he was oiled up, if that makes it any better. <laughs> the um, no is the best. <laughs> Instead of ripping his shirt off, did he like rip a Bible or rip? I don't know. Like, I feel like ripping yeah. a Bible maybe wouldn't be. That'd be the opposite Yeah, it'd be effect. bad. That'd be the wrong message. Anyways, yeah. no, here's what he said. Yeah. Uh, I accepted Christ as my savior at 14 years old, and the training, prayers, and vitamins kept me in the game. But now that I am one with God, the main event theme of surrender, service, and love makes me the real main event that can slam any giant of any size through the power of my Lord and Savior. And so it is, even now, brother. Amen. Mm. Cool. Good for him. Brother. Amen, brother. He tweets like he talks, which he is does. awesome. <laughs> I just he, think like the same pauses his like dedication to Christ being like, I can slam any giant of any size. I love it. Good for him. It doesn't stop the fact that he said the N word 14 times his daughter on that video. Oh my goodness. That's well, why maybe he that's got why he's, saved that's why he since that's then. why he's gone. That's why he's not in pop culture. Cause of that video, like 10 years ago, he was the first I, one to get canceled. I forgot about that. Totally. I, I thought he just went away cause he's a retired wrestler. Oh like, no, no. He like his, his daughter was dating this like rapper and he's like, no way, never, never. And he started and his daughter like recorded it like early recording, oh, you know, and, uh, she, well, thanks for making it. this not an uplifting, happy. <sighs> yeah. I am, uh, sorry about that, brother. <laughs> no, I, <didn't> even... <laughs> I wasn't going to say that cause I'm usually that guy, but I was like, you know what, man, we going to let Hulk Hogan, we're going to let him have it, have his day. I got to be honest. I've been, I've been, I haven't been keeping up with the Hulk Hogan news for the last decade because this is news to me, and I'm very upset to hear all right. this. Right? Yeah, it's it's very. Me too. Hey, the thing hey. was his daughter was actually it was kind of crazy because it derailed his daughter's like trajectory too. As a pop star, she was kind of right. on this Miley Cyrus trajectory as a pop star. That's like she right. was, she was growing. She, yeah. They had that big. TV they had like show. a reality show. Yeah, yeah they uh-huh. did. They had that big show. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because when like. I never uh, knew him. As, I mean, I knew he was a WWE wrestler. I feel like I more knew him from the reality show. Um, and he was just. Are you wow, kidding me? Wow. Emily? Wow. wow. Pause. I had That's action cool. figures when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I still have the shirt. I love Hulk Hogan. I don't care if he said bad words against Spanish people. I still love Hulk Hogan. I just love him. Hey, look, black black people still rock with Hulk Hogan too for the most. Like it's, it's just he's he's Hulk Hogan. It's just like you can't dang, change bro, an older man. You, you know what I'm saying? Like he's too old yeah. for us to educate. Well, apparently you can. What? Well, yeah, right, 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 exactly. Can you can exactly. you know, cut Come on, Come on Emily. You can preach. slam any giant of any size now. This is interesting so. though. The, this dynamic of like these celebrities who were famous previously are like coming. You know, getting speaking out about their faith because like. uh Rob Schneider, he got super weird and political anti-vax yeah, and stuff, but like weird. Rob Schneider has been talking about his faith, uh, becoming a Christian in the last year. Uh, obviously now Hulk Hogan, Kat Von D, uh, Daddy Yankee. This is interesting. What, what, how, about, how about the up and coming people? How about the actual famous people now? Not the people who were famous 10 years ago. Give us I, some. We don't want D-list celebrities. Give us some A-listers. Here's, here's what I want. Because Christian culture is often a retirement home mm. for a lot of people. It's, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm that's kind of what I was implying. I mean, yeah, I know. Speaking of which, true. Speaking of which yeah. now yeah. is the time to revamp, bring back better than ever the power team and we have Hulk Hogan lead this lead this charge and he's out there ripping the power. oh he's, the guys that rip phone books right? John phone Jacobs books. it was John he's Jacobs yeah bending yeah, John you Jacobs. know throw bars inflating hot water bags I met them power. I performed Dude, the, the power team they were they were, they were closing out a show that I did once like a couple years ago like still, is it is still John Jacobs still involved? No, I like guess he's like, like in his sixties. Something that like canceled him, like something bad. I don't know what it was. I think um, he did something like Man. I think Vice did a whole documentary on him, uh, but he still has the ministry Let's and it still out. goes. It still moves, and we performed, and then like afterwards. They got more of a reaction than we ever did as a band. They were ripping phone books. They blow into like a, a, a bag and it blows up. Yeah. They uh they have new ones too. Like they have new things. They've they've kind of updated the system, you know, but in May two thousand, original power team leader John Jacobs divorced his wife Ruth Ann. This was followed by numerous members leaving the power team to form a new ministry called Team Impact. In two thousand two, <laughs> the power team filed for bankruptcy. Uh Todd Keene has been the president since two thousand three. 
I, I he divorced his wife. That's all it says. Okay, good. Know. Good thing he Maybe. didn't. I don't want to Google it right now and then see John Jacobs because all like all I'm getting is Jinkelheimer Smith and, Vi- and Vice. Vice did a documentary in 2015 called "The Power Team Was the Bloody Evangelical Freak Show That Ruled the 80s." And uh, yeah, Vice yeah, they were parodied in Righteous Gemstones like two seasons. Ago. Oh yeah, um, but no, there's still there's still a running gag. Well, right, well, yeah, thank God. God he's still doing ministry and didn't do anything bad. Lord, forgive me for what? saying that. All oh, no, no, no. Saying, he did. He all, did. He did. He did. Oh, he got arrested oh. on assault charges in May 2000. He grabbed somebody by the shoulders and slammed him into a wall. Anyway, he got sued for assault. That's not a big deal. Uh, and that's then not, divorced that's his not wife. Like a bad thing. The Christian guy was kind of slammed in the wall. It's called Roid Rage for a reason. There's rage with the roids. Come on. I'm not mad at him. I'm I'm not him and him and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hulk Hogan. They're still good in my book then. I The power team, is- if you go to thepowerteam.com, they call themselves power team 2.0. Oh, wow. <laughs> thepowerteam.com. You can go check it out for yourself. The point is this. When I was in the 80s, in the late 80s, they came to our church. Like I, I saw it. the original Dude, power I loved team. It. And the rip in the phone book thing and like they would always, you know, they'd stack up the uh, the the concrete bricks. And then, like, climb up twenty feet in the air and slam it with their head, and the, the whole wow, stack yeah. would oh, split in half. Shoot, for real? Yeah, yeah, but it's all gimmick because, like, the concrete brick itself is like a really weak concrete, and and oh, they stack okay. them with spacers in between each of them. So, they were so if you just get the first one, which has a big old towel on top of it, by the way, if, if you get the first one, the inertia, the inertia is going to bust all the other ones. It gotcha. looks amazing, but he just has to head slam the first one. And the phone book thing, there's apparently like a angle that you can do and it'll rip like you don't have to be like a freak show roid guy to do it like there's a uh, trick to it i didn't figure out the trick tadashi did like, that one time on tour that's why i found out yeah. about the power team i never seen him but tadashi did it on tour he, he's samoan yeah he's Jesus. he was born in the anyway, power team i feel hulk like, hogan yes hulk launched hogan. power team 3.0 that's what we want that's what we want to see I, and then i want to yes. book him for our corporate event that's the goal what if you showed up to like a Christmas party and was like, yeah, we don't have a band this year, but we do have the power team uh, and they're going to heavily proselytize during, but just enjoy because they're ripping some phone books. It's going to be rad. We have the power team in the lunchroom from two to four. If anybody wants to join yeah. on your own. I think I might enjoy that more. Yeah. I want, see the, I want to see the power team do a living nativity. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Mary is ripped, bro. <laughs> Hey, it would, hey, if the camel goes rogue, you got, I mean, he's going to get wrangled real quick yeah. if the power team is. They're going to wrestle yeah, it. The, the yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's a bonus. You see the power team literally wrestle a camel down. I mean, <laughs> who's not? Who's not entertained? I don't know how they're going to tie this I'm so, into I'm sold. I don't know how they're going to tie it into a sermon or altar call. But if I have to watch two Ooh. members of the power team fight a full-grown animal. That's it right there. Wrestling yeah. Tim and Sinsen. I'm Sinsen. sold. Yeah. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah. All right. What else do you have, Emily? Yes, moving along. Remember, this is a Christmas episode. Yes, yeah. Uh, okay, well, moving along. Uh, I do want to talk about the current messy state of dating apps. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw this earlier this week. Tinder announced a premium subscription service offering the best of Tinder. That is $499 a month. You said a month? What What do you get premium for $499 a month? Like It is really vague because I was trying wait, to figure hold on, out. Hold on. Isn't, isn't Tinder kind of more of a hookup app? Yes. If you're paying $500 to hook up, can't you just like, aren't there websites for that? Or How about talk to a girl at a bar? <laughs> well, okay. So the oh the like marketing team, because yeah, people, obviously the internet was like, Tinder is already not where I'm trying to find love and I'm not spending $500, but they said it's to give you quote, the best of Tinder. Um, so you'll be matched with the most deso- desired profiles, whatever that means. <laughs> and you can send messages without matching someone, which is, Quite honestly, I'll say it. Every woman's worst nightmare. Right. You can pay to stalk people who are out of your league. Yeah. That makes so sense. Yeah. It just is a really terrible subscription office or offer. Um, I don't I haven't found anyone online who's admitted to paying for it because I am very curious. It's a certain type yeah. of audience. I feel like it's uh, a red flag. For it. Major red flag. Someone's forking over 500 bucks. Yeah, it's not exactly a brag that I'm a tender premium member. You know, It's not exactly like, ooh, you must be rich. No, it's like you're disgusting. To me, it gives the same mm. vibe of like you paid for Twitter blue. You know, just. <laughs> yeah, nah, but worse. This worse than Twitter blue. This like, yeah. this. Yeah, this worse. Look, I'd much rather you pay for Twitter blue than pay for. 
$4.99 a month to stalk women that don't want to exactly. talk to you. Like, well, what's please. even crazier about yeah. this is a new survey came out that said Gen Z isn't even using dating apps anymore. So I don't really know who's even on the app. But this survey said 79% of college... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, that explains it. That explains what, what's happening. Yeah. Go ahead, Cameron. No, I was just like, this is... Wait, Gen Z's not using dating apps. But when I'm thinking about Tinder specifically, I think... Because like... Hinge has a reputation. Bumble has a reputation. Like different clientele. Mm. When I think of Tinder, I think of like frat guys and hookup culture, college kids. That's Gen Z. And you're saying a study came out that Gen Z is not using dating apps anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This new study said that uh, 79% of college and grad students are not on them. And only 12% said they use it at least once a month. So it's like a very small group of people who are even using Tinder and I know college students, they're not spending $500 on anything. So I really don't know who Tinder is targeting. Yeah, so like, who's this for? Yeah. yeah. This sounds yeah. like the death knell. This sounds like we're trying to get all we can get before we go bankrupt. That's what this sounds oh, like to me. Maybe. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it is It is just interesting that college students aren't using it anymore because that is like for the long time, that's who it was targeted for. But students now are saying they'd rather just meet people like the organic you know, face-to-face way, um, which is so interesting because I think I feel like this is because of COVID where everything was so online that they are just tired of being online and they want to like make an actual connection now. This is my theory. Yeah. I, and also you can connect with people by, you know, Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, you can message a girl that you like, you follow her, you can message her that way. I don't have to go onto a dating app per se. I don't know. Or could you do the old-fashioned way? Just show up to the living nativity and see what kind of lovely church-going singles have to <laughs> see who they casted for Mary. <laughs> yeah, she's a virgin. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you stole my joke, man. I was about to I set myself up for that. You killed it. Uh, <laughs> all right. What else do you have? Um, last thing. It is Christmas, so I do have something Christmas-themed, I promise. It's also 2023, which means we have a Christmas-fied version of I'm Just Ken the Oscar-nominated song from Barbie, sung by Ryan Gosling. Um, we've actually got a clip of it here that we can play. All right, Mark Ronson. Christmas, Christmas-ifying... I hope this brings more Christmas versions of songs because if you listen to it, lyrically, the exact same. The only thing they really did was like add in some orchestra, a little percussion, and then some jingle bells. Pretty much the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping other artists take that and just throw some jingle bells on a song. Because I think that... They pulled a Love Actually. (laughs) Remember the movie Love Actually where the famous pop star re-records and they're like, what makes this different? He's like, it's not. We just changed one word. Oh, he's yeah, like, we're just trying to make money to this Christmas. Christmas yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're just trying to make money this year. Hey. What happened? It has a million right. views in like one day. It's crazy. That video's blowing up. All right, there you go. That'll do it for... Relevant Buzz. Uh, check out RelevantMagazine.com every weekday where we are covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. Bye, guys. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, George Clooney joins us. You're listening to CeeLo Green. The song is Please Come Home for Christmas. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, we have kind of a fun thing in store for you today. It's a little bit different of a uh, feature interview. 
On Christmas Day, the new film The Boys in the Boat drops, and we've got the stars of the film and its director, George Clooney, joining us. Uh, we spoke with all of them about creating the movie and why we need to hear the inspiring true story of an Olympic rowing team now more than ever. Now, a little behind the scenes note, the interviews, it's actually two interviews. So we're going to split this segment into two parts for a better listening experience. So first up, you'll hear our conversation with George Clooney and Joel Edgerton. And then we'll speak with Callum Turner and Hadley Robinson. I'll play a little of the trailer in between. So here's our conversation with George Clooney and the cast of The Boys in the Boat. George, I wanted to ask you, what was it about this story that made you want to be a part of it? I like the I like sports films in general, um, and I liked uh, I liked this story. I like that it's a true story. I like that it's sort of you can't believe all the things that went wrong for them. I like stories about guys pulling not guys people pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. I like the romance of it. I like the there was just a lot to it. it felt like an old fashioned movie, and I, I I sort of gravitate towards those kind of films. Do you have a favorite sports movie? I have a few. I would tell you that I would watch uh, The Natural from the beginning to the end anytime it's on TV. I love Hoosiers. I think it's a masterpiece. There are quite a few. Uh, Pride of the Yankees with uh, Gary Cooper. There are a bunch of them I like. Okay, I got to add some of those to my list. Um, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, Joel, I want to hear from you. Why do you think this is a story that people need to hear today? Mm. Oh, look, you know, coming coming out of um, uh, the period of COVID lockdown when I was in Sydney, you know, I, I was sort of craving watching a kind of movie like this, you know, and luckily enough I'm in the career that I could be, then participate in being in one. But, you know, there's something about that period that, that that's a good reminder, I think, that when when things go bad, when chips are down and when, when uh, adversity hits, people with nothing become the most helpful to each other. And it's a really great lesson that I think our core values as a human being is that we want to we want to be together. We want to, you know, cooperate and we want to help each other. And sport is one of those things that, you know, it stands above uh, politics. It stands above so many things that divide us um, and unifies us. And I, th- I think sports movies make us feel good and I think it's really important that every now and then, uh, you know, you, you get to see something that reminds you that human beings are actually at their core really, really decent animals. There's also a great, um, there's a great coach, Jim Valvano, uh, NCAA coach, who he was quoted as saying, every single day, ordinary people accomplish extraordinary things. Mm. And I think that's an important thing to remember. These aren't, these people weren't supernatural heroes. They were just ordinary people with great drive. And so that was pretty fun. I loved that about this film too. Like I, I just always love a good underdog story. Um, Cause I think that's something that so many of us can relate to. Um, I'd actually love to hear from each of you. Has, have you ever felt like an underdog and how did you overcome that? I always feel like an underdog. Yeah. I feel like as a father, I just feel like, oh, how can I be a better father? How can I be a better partner? How can I be a better actor? How can I be a better writer? I feel like we're all secretly walking around with one voice that's whispering in our ear that we can't do stuff and, and that we, we got to find it in us. I think that's why I believe we just relate to the underdog because we are the underdog, all of us in some ways. There's also a funny thing for actors in general but you can go through the list of almost anybody you could have a film out you know that's a film you've done and you're proud of it and you can have a hundred good reviews Mm. and you have one bad one you listen to that and that's the only one you could hear and you're like i knew it i knew it so there is this element of you that always thinks you're getting away with something that you're that you're not really um who you know, you're portraying out there. And so the underdogs play very uh, big roles in, in our careers. You know? Yeah. Well, like I said, I love an underdog movie. I loved this movie. Um, didn't think I would ever care so much about a rowing team, but I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. So right. um, just a wonderful job to both of you. There are some moments in life you never forget. The depression hit everyone hard. 
No jobs, no food. We were broke. Looks like you still owe a balance on this semester. So uh, what's that about making some money? Yeah, the rowing team. Your honor, you get a part-time job included, you place to live. Eight-man crew is the most difficult team sport in the world. The average human body is just not meant for such things. Most of you will not be chosen. Beautiful speech, coach. They're announcing the team today. Are you going to make it? We rode out of need. Come on, boys. The need to stay in school. The need to eat, to sleep. We got to keep these right as long as we stay on the team. Washington Huskies coach is bringing an inexperienced vote to competition. They said we couldn't compete with the richest schools in the nation. The Washington boat has taken the lead. Washington has done it. I got nine seconds under the course record. Olympic year this year. Olympic year? I didn't realize. That bunch of kids load like no one else that's ever come through here. Everybody else tires and just gets stronger. We have a boat that I believe could qualify for an Olympic spot. Hope you know what you're doing. They said we couldn't beat the Germans. We gotta beat those other schools first, but coach says we have a shot. Maybe we can row as a team. If you guys don't get yourselves figured out, you're not racing at all. The boys, that boat, Saiga. But they didn't understand who we were. The show was in this book. They're connected. Sweat and pain. What it's worth, I'm proud of you boys. Inspiring. Uh, you missed the part where I told him not to tip over. And I won't. Roll for your country. Roll for each other. For all the people who never believed in you. As one. You know, so to me, it seems like this role was equal parts emotionally and physically demanding. Which part was more difficult to prepare for? You know, both. I mean, Joe is, is a deep and profound human being and has these walls up that are, that are seemingly unbreakable until Joyce comes in and then tears them down. The rowing, though, is, is, is truly an extraordinary thing. And, and what we got to do and the way that we got to do it was, was, was nothing short of remarkable. They set us up basically as a professional sports outfit. And we trained for five months. Uh, two of those was before we uh, uh, started shooting. And we rode four hours a day and um, trained after. And we had to lose all this weight. And we had PTs and nutritionists and physios and an incredible experience, you know. Um, I remember just like maybe after like 10 days being in this bath in this hotel room with my iPad, watching a rowing documentary and not being able to move. <laughs> <laughs> it was just excruciating. <laughs> and then on top of that, we had to get really good. So there was this added pressure that we we um, we uh, managed to disperse because we had this competitive nature and this 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 friendship that we were all building. And um, uh, I loved every. I, 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 I want to say I loved every second of it, but there were moments where I hated it. Um, but that hardship uh, only made it more rewarding at the end when we started to get good and we and we you know you, I don't find things enjoyable if I'm not good at them you know and uh, and, and once we started to, to perform as a team it was truly extraordinary yeah do you feel like a professional rower now no those guys are just I mean we got to such a good level we really did and like but those guys that actually do it uh, you know we've met some of the GB team and the US team and the guys over at Washington they're, they're, they're phenomenal you know they're like Olympians and I'm just a actor <laughs> well you were very convincing so thank you um, appreciate you did a great that. job Hadley, I would love to know, um, you know, this is definitely a boy-heavy film, but you did a really wonderful job sort of representing the women. Uh, what was it about Joyce that made you want to be a part of this film? Thank you. Um, yeah, it it is pretty boy-heavy, but it's so funny. In my head, it's not because I kind of see all eight boys as sort of one, you know? Not in the sense that, no, but it's no. like you're a team. Yeah. So it's like there's a, a team and then there's this, this beautiful love story. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, th I think like you need some feminine energy in in this this movie, and um, and I think uh, 
I don't know. I think maybe all the boys are, they're working their butts off to, to be a part of this team, but also just to make enough money to have a place to sleep and something to eat. And I think she kind of is the part of the story that offers up kind of a positive light juxtaposition that kind of that energy of survival and um i think she's in a similar position but but um yeah she's she's approaching it from a different perspective of sort of um like i'm i'm a go-getter and i and i but i'm gonna do it through positive positivity and sort of a lightness um that's actually all the time i had but thank you so much for speaking with me like i said i love the film i'm excited for everyone to see it so thank you so much thank you yeah i appreciate it nice to meet you yeah lovely to meet That was George Clooney and the cast of The Boys in the Boat. Make sure to check it out. It's opening on Christmas Day everywhere. All right, stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. Listening to Phoebe Bridgers. The song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week we asked you about the most questionable meal you've ever eaten. Uh, Jesse had eaten some. Um, theme park sausages before going on a roller coaster and we questioned the wisdom sampler yeah the sausage sampler and we questioned the wisdom of not only eating the sausage the theme park sausages right before going on a roller coaster but just eating the theme park sausages in general um so you guys hit us up on x at relevant podcast and told us some of your most questionable meal decisions as well here's some of our favorites matt said uh gas station sushi which, um, yeah, ooh, it seems, ooh, no. I think any seafood uh, at the gas station is, 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 I think any meat at the gas station, unless it's jerkified, I, I would, I would stay away from, you know, also yeah. gas station sushi, not a bad band name. Kind of cool. Not a bad. Yeah. That's good. I'm not, that's actually a really good idea. Anna Kip said Arby's has fooled me twice. She got a roast beef sandwich and had horrible food poisoning. Then she gave them another chance a few years later. Same thing, got food poisoning, did never again. Arby's is one of those things that like, I liked the roast beef sandwich. I just haven't had it in 20 years. So like, I don't know who goes to Arby's. But. Hey man, the, the the curly fries, look, a roast beef sandwich, curly fries, Jamocha shake, real talk is a fantastic lunch. That Jamocha, undefeated. In my early 20s, my dad was, um, he loved Jamocha shakes, like loved them. I, for Christmas, tracked down the supplier of the Jamocha mix for Arby's and ordered my dad a, a bulk order of Jamocha mix for his house. I was very proud of that present. That was a good present. That's incredible. It's good, right? That yeah. Is. yeah. That's like really a, liked it. That means that your love language is probably gift giving if you're that good. You're at that level. Black, black market Jamocha mix. Yeah, you're, at, you're at the top level of that. <laughs> Order we the are overlooking way. the best one here. Let's hear it. Tell me. There's a bunch. Karen, Karen Stepko. She says the most questionable meal I've ever eaten happens to be at Christmas dinner at a parishioner's house. While we were waiting for dinner to be ready, another parishioner invited me to try homemade apple juice he had bought. When I complimented him on how good it was, he said I added peroxide to it to kill the germs. Then when our hostess began carving a turkey, she discovered that it was not yet fully cooked. But rather than admit that in front of her visiting mother, she decided to just carve off and serve any pieces that appeared done. So the peroxide laced apple juice and the salmonella turkey. Jeez. I think mm. Karen, you won. Yeah. <laughs> I was at I was at a friend's house one time and he had multiple grandparents over for a very fancy dinner. And the grandmother one of the grandmothers was in charge. And the chicken, when it came out, was like breaded, right? Baked. Clearly pink. 
throughout the insides. And no one wanted to tell the grandmother who had spent a tremendous amount of time on this whole meal. It was one of those moves where you just cut it off and move it around the plate. You know, but it was, (laughs) it was, it was the big pink chicken scare, you know? Yeah, you don't play around. Not me. I gotta say something out loud. I gotta be like, "What is?" I'm. I'm well, my grandmother. Disruptor. This wasn't mine. This. This was. This was a friend's house grandmother situation, and you could tell there was a lot of tension. You could Oof. tell <laughs> this might have happened before, and when somebody said something, uh, it created a whole family incident. That was the uh-huh, read that I had. Uh-huh. You know, say something uh-huh. or die. What's What's that old commercial yeah. as a kid? Say something or die. When it was drugs. Well, now it's for grandma's turkey. Oh, oh. Now say something or die. Meats. So it was it was the grandmother that made the turkey. That's yeah. cr- usually grandma she is the one that got this. To, to learn. She didn't. I don't know if she ever learned her lesson. I think she didn't eat the chicken. She didn't kill herself life. by doing it. Yeah. Amy Ewing said it wasn't a whole meal, but it was an international appetizer that looked like a chocolate filled pastry. So she was excited. She took a huge bite. Turns out it was a plantain stuffed with refried beans. So maybe that'd be fine if I know what it was, but when you're like <laughs> thinking it's going to be a chocolate pastry, I'm trying to find what culture that's from. <laughs> Off camera. What is that from? Is that not though the worst sensation? Is like when you went to go grab a bite or sip of something, and you're expecting something dramatically different. Like you know, you know what I mean. Well, it's like, like Michael Scott at the Diwali party on The Office, where he he bites into the thing and he goes, "This is the worst s'more I've ever had." And she goes, "It's a samosa." And he said, "Do they have s'mores?" Because he was thinking it was a s'more. <laughs> it's a samosa, which is right. So growing different. up, my yeah. mom and maybe other people believe this, but my mom, I don't. It's like an old wives' thing, tale thing, and maybe it's legit. That if you cook something, we used my dad used to he wear he used to catch a lot of fish. We used to eat a lot of fish, right? But fish stink up your mm-hmm. kitchen. So she she her thing. The remedy was if you put out like a pitcher of vinegar, it absorbs right. the smells in the kitchen. Do you guys mm-hmm. ever heard this? I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a real. Yep, I've heard that before. So yep. one day, one afternoon, uh, me and my and, and my my dad's a big iced tea drinker. That's his that's his go to. Ah. The guy drinks like a gallon of iced tea a day. So one sugar afternoon, eat? huh? No, no, no. Sugar free or iced tea? No, no. Yeah, sure. No sugar. I'm talking like tea bags and water. He makes it's brown tea water. With, he's having brown yeah, water with That's ice and yeah, yeah, with just ice. That's what he does. He just mm. sips iced tea all day. Anyway, one day we're out playing basketball, and you got on a hot day, and you guys know basketball thirst is a different level of thirst. Like if you're out there hooping yeah. for a couple hours in the sun, you're not just thirsty. You get yeah. famished. Like basketball thirst uh. is different, right? You need that sunny D. So yeah. so we go in the house and we're both like sweating. And my dad sees the tea pitcher out and he pours a big glass, uh, right? And he takes it like, and he starts, like I'm gulping down a drink. He takes three big sips and goes, Gah! I thought he was having a heart attack. <laughs> I'd literally heard guttural sounds. Like I've never, he's going, <laughs> like wigging out. And I thought, I thought my dad is having like stroke or something. Like, <laughs> He had poured a giant glass of vinegar because my mom had left it in like the pitcher. That's great. It was so hot that you're just all you're thinking about is I gotta get hydrated. And he's he's pounding. He's thinking he's and it's the perfect color too. And he got like three gulps in before it hit. And then it's like just chugging vinegar. My mom came running in. He was probably so mad at your mom. Yeah, he's probably so upset at her. So upset. It was her fault. But it wasn't her fault. Oh, she didn't do anything wrong. It was her fault. I, dude, I literally thought I thought my, I thought he's having a heart attack, right? So he said this is some kind of weird medical thing. Like it. How old are you? I was fourteen. The only those, as a fourteen year old, those like Ugh! it's like the first time you've ever heard your dad do something like that. So it's like yeah. jarring. Like, yeah, what's happening here? You know. The only other time I had, and Cameron, you've heard this story. When I first, I lived in Florida for a, for a while after college, and I moved to Tyler Clark, who OG listeners will remember, but he worked at Relevant for a long time. But I and we we were going to be roommates. We, we got an apartment together, but I never really, I've never met him before. Right? We, we're we moving into an apartment, but we're splitting rent with a couple of dudes. So we've never met the guy. He's he ended up being he's a great friend, but like at the time, we didn't know him. And he's like, we need to go pick up some stuff for our apartment, like shower curtains, just stuff that you need, right? When you move into a new place. He's like, hey, let's go. We'll pick up some essentials, right? So we get in his car. And th- like I said, he's from Indiana. I'm from, uh, I was living in Oklahoma at the time. So we're new to Florida. 
and it's hot as it, it, it is, you know, yeah. Florida in the early summer, it's like a swamp, right? Mm, so the wind, yeah. so, we, so the windows are down on the car and everything. He turns on the car and, and again, I've never met him and he turns on the car. And I'm just sitting there in the passenger seat, you know, here, like making these sounds that I have never heard a human make like terrifying, mm. weird medical <laughs> sounds. Like, and I think the same thing. I think oh, it, he was making those sounds. I he, said the car was making no, those sounds. He did out of nowhere. And he starts shaking like he, his oh, hands start shaking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening right now? And he goes, ah! and, he, and, he, and he like and I saw him make a flinging motion. A tree frog had gotten on the dashboard. And like, I didn't see exhaust buckling in. But as soon as he buckled in, it landed on his, it jumped and landed on his face. Like a, like a, like a legit frog. Right. And it was just the reaction. You know what I mean? It was just a freak out. Because like a frog toad or something in Florida wouldn't, you know, it'd ricochet off you. A tree frog, like it sticks on you, you know? It's like, it's like, it's a frog on I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see it. It's on the other side. Oh my God. I just see, all I see is like a freak out. I'm like, dude, I just presented this guy. That's so funny. Literally, I'm going to live with this guy. And he's and he's having some Poor kind of freak Tyler, out in the man. car, man. Poor guy. Poor guy. He fell right to the face. Oh, oh man, that's crucial. That is that's crucial. Really what does that have to do with weird meals? I don't know where he came from. Oh, your dad's reaction to the vinegar. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it's very disturbing. Like, how do we like get to tree frogs? Oh. oh man. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for your for your feedback. Uh, there's more. You guys have eaten some gross stuff. That is for sure. All right, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. So this is our last episode, obviously before Christmas, because it's in three days, uh, listeners. Next week, right uh, right before New Year's, we'll have an episode for you. But this question of the week will be in the first week of January. So for this question of the week, we want to know your predictions for 2024. Do we want to frame that in any way? Do we want them to be serious? Do we want them to like, what, do we want to twist it in any way or just predictions? I think one like opti- like prediction you hope for. So like you want to see this, th- mm. this like collaboration between artists. You want to see this cool, fun thing happen. You want some movie to come out. Things you'd you- like to see happen in 2024. Yeah. Not yeah. you think mm. will happen, but things you would like to see. I happen. like that. There you I go. Like that. that makes and sense. One, but then that. one pessimistic thing that of, uh, is of zero consequence that won't hurt anybody, but you think is probably going to happen. You know what I mean? I just want. I just want to hear some curveballs <clears throat> in there. You know, some range. All right. Yeah. There you go. Well, hit us up on X at Relevant Podcast or wherever you see us post the question. We do it like in our stories on Instagram and stuff like that as well. And we'll read our favorites in a couple weeks uh, in the new year. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank George Clooney and the cast of The Boys in the Boat for joining us today. Make sure to go check out the movie. It opens on Christmas Day. Uh, we've seen it. It is. It's great. It's inspirational. It's moving. It's perfect for the family. Underdog story. If you like Rudy, if you like Remember the Titans, or, you know, all the classics, uh, you'll love this film as well. So go check that out. Also, uh, yeah, even during the holidays, make sure to check out what's happening at RelevantMagazine.com, where we are covering the intersection of faith culture and everything in between a lot of great content a lot of great stuff you can sign up for our newsletter to get the top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning you can also follow us on all the socials we have some pretty exciting stuff coming in the new year can't wait for you guys to see it all right on that note we'll wrap it up i'm cameron strang i'm jesse carey i'm Derek minor i'm marty We will not have a Tuesday show. We will see you next Friday to wrap up the year. Don't miss it. It's a great one. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine, 
A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Question number one, where'd you steal this camel? <laughs> Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.